Welcome back to Babylon with Brandy. So today, let's discuss how I'm putting myself first in this season. It's been a very busy and life-changing 2023 for me so far. One of the biggest life events to happen to me was a huge shift in my workload and what I do every day. It caused a strain in my home and how I maintained it. My spirit was still shook from a recent death in my family, and I oftentimes couldn't think on my feet like I normally do. Well, that caused a trickle-down effect in everything in my life, as well as the people closest to me. So it most recently spiraled into betrayal of a person who I thought would always have my back and loved me unconditionally the same as I love them. But turns out the love of kinfolk can even be conditional. That's another story. Hold up. That's another story for another day, possibly for another day. But right now, let's just talk about how the betrayal of a family member sparked a rendition of self-love in me. Five ways I've decided to put myself first. That's what we're going to discuss today. Number one, I stopped petty hustling. I had completely lost sight of the big picture for me. I was chasing daily money, which made me unfocused and uptight and tired instead of doing the work I love and committing to it. See, I had got so twisted up into making a few hundred dollars in a day that I had forgot all about that I know how to make a few hundred dollars in a few hours, you know, or even an hour. So why had that happened to me? Because it felt good, right? At first it felt good anyway. I was able to think and, you know, my mind was able to wander, but that's not what I needed. I needed to be focused. I needed to be uh, steadfast in what it is that I do. So being out in the streets, doing uber doing all these gig jobs which nothing's wrong with those gig jobs but that just wasn't what i was supposed to be doing in the moment i was supposed to be finding work that can get me to my desk so that i can get to my passion which is talking to you guys every week on this podcast number two i started sleeping longer and working on getting my body into a a good sleep pattern and rhythm. I needed a natural rhythm. And I'm still working on that, but I got to get my body back into a daily routine. So that's what I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on getting proper rest each and every day, going to bed at a certain time, and working on getting myself up a little bit earlier so that I can focus on me. Uh, I can't I cannot do what I desire to do if I'm tired. I can't be who I desire to be if I'm exhausted. And a lot of that has to do with mental too, right? You get, excuse me, you get exhausted um, with all the thinking that you're doing. So you got to get 
in a routine. So that's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on getting myself into a daily routine, getting my body rested and getting my mind rested so that I can be productive during the day. Number three, I have begun speaking up on my own behalf. Typically, I can be very passive in nature. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I know that some of you that just heard me say that would completely disagree, but it's true. And those of you that know me well and have taken advantage of this side of me know what I'm talking about. I've sat on the sideline and been the butt of your jokes. I've taken a verbal beating from you one time or another when you were in your feelings. I've even allowed myself to be shunned by folks, family members, or their kids. And in particular, when an issue got out of hand that actually had nothing to do with me. I've been in so many situations where I didn't speak up and I just took it right or i'm considered the chill friend i'm considered the friend that's you know uh that'll roll with it because that's that's what i that's what i am you know for the most part and that comes from i've been parenting a long time and i've been in the adult world for a long time so where a lot of people are fighting and and uh you know trying to slay these dragons i've been there done that so my attitude is very chill in a lot of ways because the stuff that you, that you're trying to do or the or the things that people are doing as young parents or uh new entrepreneurs or uh, business owners things like that i've already done that you know i've been in this child raising game my oldest son is 26, 27, and uh, I've been had my own business for the past 14 years. So, I mean, I've been doing some adult things for a long time. So, a lot of times I just fall back and I'll be like, oh, I know where that's coming from. But no more. I speak up. I'm letting you know. I'm not satisfied with that. No, I don't like that you did that. Uh-uh, you're not going to blame me for this. I'm I'm letting people know. I'm speaking up from now on. And it actually, it's a relief to do. You wouldn't believe how much of a relief it is to just get stuff out in the open. So the fourth one, speaking of nothing to do with me, it brings me to... I'm working on minding my own damn business. (laughs) So I'm a fixer by nature. So if you come to me with a problem, or even if you're just talking to me, I am formulating in my mind how to make this better, how to change this, how, what's the, what's the fix? What's the solution? And anybody that's been around me for a long time or been around you can be around me for a short amount of time and you can clearly see that i'm that type of person but what i'm realizing is some people aren't necessarily looking for a fix they're not looking for a solution they're looking for somebody to dump on they're looking for somebody to to just throw 
all their problems. It's almost like throwing darts at a dartboard. You want to dump all your problems on a person. Um, and then I become, I'm a person that internalizes that. I internalize that dumping. And I'm not saying as a friend that you can't come to me and talk to me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that person that uh, is always in the same type of trouble, the, the type of person that's always going through the same problems, but with different people or, or in different situations. But they're not, they're not, they don't really want to fix it. They just want to dump on you. So that's what I mean. And then I internalize that, like I was saying, and I lose product productivity on me and my business, whatever that business may be, whether it's my professional business or my personal life, I lose productivity because I've internalized your mess. So I'm no longer doing that. I'm adding my own business. Girl, let me call you back or okay, then I'll talk to you later. Like I hope you I hope that works out for you. Whatever it is, but I get away from that because it's not healthy. It's not healthy for them. It's not healthy for me. So I'm moving, I move away from that. That's what I'm doing right now as it pertains to minding my business. Finally, I'm putting myself first by being clear to any and everyone that my talents come with fees attached yeah for far too long i have allowed friends and family to get my resources and talents for a discount or even for free and those days are just long gone as i now serve invoices and notices for my expertise this is this this helps everybody right it helps everybody to stay in line it helps me to not uh feel it, it helps me to avoid that feeling of being mishandled or used and it helps that person who i'm giving the service to it helps them to understand that right this is a business and if i if I want you, if I want to use these services that Brandy offers, then yeah, I need to pay. So they know that they need to have a checkbook ready when they come to me, as opposed to don't call me and want to spend an hour to two hours on the phone with me for free. Don't don't assume that you're going to take up my time at a lunch meeting, get all of my ideas that's going to save you time, energy, and money over time. And I get nothing like that's not fair because this is what i do for a living you probably works a, a second job or or whatever it is that you do and even if you don't that's your business but this is what i do i am a person that has sources that has i'm sorry different resources and tools and i've acquired friendships and relationships and partnerships over the years that and and also i've gained this knowledge over time and if those things are things that can help you then you should be willing to pay for them i have no problem with paying for resources for people who have already been through what i'm and they are now on the other side of that so now they've written an ebook or they have a class or whatever it is that they're doing i can trust that they've been through those things and i can pay the fee so that i can skip over the hard part or at least some of it 
and and people should do the same for me so that's how i avoid feeling used i'm I'm letting people know up front like hey i'd be happy to give these services to you for a fee um so it also with that comes with a really big large helping of me saying no right no is a complete sentence and i'm teaching it to myself every single day like it's not easy because it's not easy to say no when it's actually so easy to say yes to something like i can say yes to this and get it done for you really quickly that seems so much easier than me telling you no and then have to awkwardly explain to you why the answer is no well it's just no no if i don't feel like it if i don't have time for it if i don't want to if i simply do not want to no i can't do that and it should be okay the no should be okay so people get so used to you saying yes that you become afraid to say no but it's okay and they'll be okay too (sighs) okay so as you can see none of the things i said today had to do with mani patties facials massages baffles creams cleansers or butters none of that stuff and while all of that stuff is necessary in our journey right now expensive butters are not my issue boundaries and routines are what i need so yeah i'm i'm still a work in progress myself i know i know it's cliche to say but here it applies i am a work in progress we all are and today i'd like to impress upon you to take account of yourself and see where you could be doing better for you and i want you to take action and until next time thanks for babbling with me Babbling with Brandy. As always, thanks for babbling with me. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Babbling with Brandy. This week, I talked a little bit about me working a job for the first time online. Well, I wouldn't say that it's the easiest thing to discuss. See, I had been without a corporate check for over a decade. I managed to create and sustain a pretty decent life without having to answer directly to a boss in years so today i want to talk about or maybe over the next few episodes i think i'm gonna start a small series just talking about 10 things that i learned when i launched my second business yes i said my second business we can talk about my first business another day but my second business is the most uh, is one of the most impactful seasons of my life so i want to talk about it 
my second business I ever launched, it was a uh, transportation company. It was a transit company. I transported kids all over the city of Chicago to and from school for about 10 years. When I closed that business, I had serviced over 1,200 kids, I could say. And I have to say, I perfected a transit system that I'm pretty certain I could have franchised and sold if I knew then what I know today. But that's enough about all that. Let's get right into the 10 things that I know and the 10 things I learned. Number one, from the very beginning, I was always open to listen and learn from anyone. Anybody that was where I wanted to be and those that had failed trying as well. So it's it's something to be said about a person that made the effort but didn't make it. Um, those people can teach you some lessons that a person that was successful right off the bat, they just, if they didn't experience it, if they didn't experience experience failure, they can't express to you what it feels like. So, or, or the different challenges. If um, they had like some type of um, financial backing or any type of um, blessing or uh, upper hand in the area of entrepreneurship and they were just uh, a success right off the bat that they can't tell you to give you too many woes but it's definitely something to be said for a person who gave it a try and didn't make it right or didn't make it that first time or second time number two i have always respected people who chose to work a nine to five period as well as those who chose to work a nine to five while building their entrepreneurial dreams. See, I, I've understood that Colts, Herky, quitting, that's not for everybody. And to be quite honest, after the year that I just recently had, it made me reflect and say, it's better to ease your way into these endeavors and entrepreneurship. Number three, I made sure to fail as fast as I could in as many areas as possible so I could learn my weaknesses. See, people work so hard to build up their strengths and then they hide behind their strengths when really it's your leaving the weaknesses unexposed. That's what will kill your business. Learn your weaknesses so that you can hire people who can help you in those weak areas. Number four, I never took a friend as a client when I did my transportation company. I I, I made that a steadfast rule. I picked up my best friends, my goddaughter and her niece. I picked those kids up probably throughout the entire time of me having that transportation company and I never charged her a dime. That was what I did because it was, that's what I did as a godmother and as a friend. I never took her money because if, because I never wanted it to be business because you run business completely different from how you run friendships 
and the way I run business, it could potentially ruin uh, a friendship. So I just made sure that I just never took a friend as a client. I, I had one other friend who we were we were friends, but it was so distant that it was easy to take payment from her. And it's not distant like she wasn't a good friend. It was just like she wasn't my best friend. And she ended up being my customer for the entire 10 years too. But every year I took that same one friend and then also my best friend, which is again, my goddaughter. And so the mistake that I made in that, when I switched up, when I went into other business endeavors, and I made a decision um, to switch up, that's when I lost people close to me. So I guess you could say it's good and bad because you got to know who people really are. But when I switched up and decided to take friends on as clients and other endeavors, it, it didn't work out. I felt used and abused. Number five, a mistake. I worked inside my business for far too long. I had choreographed and mapped out such a well-oiled machine, but it couldn't move without me sitting dead smack in the middle of it. So how can you grow if you can't get away from the business long enough to get new clients or to raise money or to even get proper rest so that you can dream bigger. I was dead smack in the middle of that business from the first day to the last day. And one day I'm going to tell a story about how that business ended up getting closed. But I'm telling you, me sitting in the midst of it for so long, is what was what caused me to have cloudy judgment at some point number six another mistake i didn't take time to learn about credit early enough if i had learned then what i know now about credit and had gotten my credit together i could have flipped that business and been sitting really pretty right now and even in the midst of me having a business, I could have had better vans, hired better staff, and just the list just goes on and on about the struggles that I could have prevented had I known what I know now about having um, better credit, basically being able to use other people's money to leverage my business. And then number seven. I knew very early on that marketing was key. I knew that marketing was key to growth. To this day, I, I don't shy away from a strong guerrilla marketing campaign. You'll see me with more promotional items than necessary um, because I believe in your name being seen and people remembering it because they saw it. Um, I believe in hitting the streets and touching the people. 
And I truly believe in also, I mean, I'm sorry. I also believe in uh, internet visibility. So I know that most major corporations, they'll hire small businesses for certain work, but not without a positive internet presence. People are trying to shy away from websites. And I'm just here to say, if you're looking to have a true uh, business, a true corporate, uh, where uh, other corporations and and people who can help to move your business up, um, websites are not played out for those individuals. And, and, and don't let anybody tell you that. You need at least a landing page. Your social media accounts are not going to be enough, especially depending on what it is you're trying to do. Corporations, oftentimes, they don't care about your followers. They want to see that you have a a, um, a strong online presence in the sense that they can Google you and get and get to a website. Let's see. Okay, so number eight, I said strong communication skills and consistency. Man, I can't say enough that it's key to obtaining key clients for the long haul. I had people that called me at least two and three years after I had closed down asking me, was I coming back? Would I be starting this business again? Would I be starting the service back up? I eventually changed my phone number to dis- disassociate myself from um, the business because I had such strong commu- communication and I was consistent. I had some of the raggediest, broke down vans on the streets, but I had a lot of them and I never, ever missed an appointment. I never missed an appointment. I never missed a day of work. If the kids were in school, I was in the street. I was helping. I was working. And because of that consistency, people were still looking for me years later after I had closed down. Number nine, I was not afraid to turn down money. Every customer wasn't a good fit for the culture of my business. So... We did interviews. We met up with families. Um, I would meet up with the customers to just see if we could work together because we worked in such close quarters. These drivers drove these same kids day in and day out, day in and day out. So it was important that um, we knew one another so that they could feel comfortable with um, handing their child over to us to drive them to and from. And it was important that their children were able to follow rules and understand safety and that the parents um, understood the importance of allowing us to do our job. And sometimes you could tell in the conversation that it was going to be a problem in that initial conversation. And if you're lucky enough to be able to discern, then I would turn that customer away. All money is just not good money. Finally, I'm going to round off number 10 with a mistake. I'll tell you about that. Because even though 
I was not afraid to turn down money. I worked in a space where I couldn't increase prices. So I was constantly working in what felt like a deficit because I felt bad raising prices because of the community. And I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have felt that way because guess what? People figure out a way and they find money to pay for what they really need and what they really want to pay for. I, I learned that these kids wore Jordans, the the, the nicest of clothes, um, the nicest of shoes, mother's hair, nails always done, drove some of the most beautiful cars, and I'm somewhere worried about my payment. <laughs> Barely able to put gas in the van to come pick up your kid. And you you'll figure out a way. Because you you need us so that you can get to work on time, so that you can continue to buy those things. So I should have raised my prices well before I did. Don't you know, at one point I even was having fundraisers. Instead of raising the price, I had them to raise money through fundraisers. We sold popcorn, taffy apples. Um, I can't remember what else, but I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of taffy apples and and popcorn and and all kind of fundraisers instead of just raising the price like i put more work on myself and although it showed me to be the an amazing organizer that business grew me in so many ways and it showed me so many things that i'm capable of and so it it actually helped me to phase into my third business um which we'll talk about another day but man i just want to let you guys know like start a business that's something that really comes easy to me i picked on up picked up on that quick and very young but right now i want to work on positioning myself to get into big business right but start a business, small business. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is getting a, a business off the ground. I am a whiz at that. Give me your business idea. Give me your business plan. And I can show you how to execute it and turn that thing into something that's going to be uh, operational and money generating. I can give you... 30 days, 90 days, totally depending on what type of uh, business it is. I can really do that, especially if it's um, service oriented. Now, product based, I, I don't know, but I can get it off the ground. But when I tell you I know how to get a service based business to, ge- to generate money quickly, that is definitely uh, a niche of mine. So next time we have this discussion, I'm going to tell you 10 things I learned in my second, this actually, it'll actually be my third wave, my third wave of entrepreneurship. I'll tell you what I learned. And at some point we'll talk about my first wave, which was pretty special, but I learned the most business-based things in my second and third wave. And now in my fourth wave, I'm learning how to implement those things. But anyway, um, I hope 
that this was a good conversation. I know that these haven't been very long episodes, but I try to make them be impactful. I want you guys to feel free to send questions. You can send them to my DM or by commenting down in the uh commenting down in the comment section of the podcast wherever you're listening at. Hmm, okay. Oh wait, one quick bonus that I knew right away. I knew right away when I started working for myself. I knew that God would position, put me in a position where I would inspire. So my little transit company, to be honest, it birthed quite a few entrepreneurs. And that's the part I'm constantly having to remind myself. And I want you to do the same. I want you to remember nothing you do that's positive is ever done in vain. Okay, guys, till next time, I want to thank you for babbling with me. Bye, y'all.